Welcome to Create Beauty Every Day, a podcast about art, life, and creativity. I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this podcast is brought to you by HookingRugs.com. Be sure to go over to my website and find out all about rug hooking, creativity, and art. Create beauty every day. Hi, I'm Deanne Fitzpatrick, and this is Create Beauty Every Day, a podcast about art, beauty, rug hooking and creativity and it's brought to you by hookingrugs.com and I'm glad to be here with you today I'm going to hook and visit with Shelly Withers and I've known Shelly for I think it's almost 20 years now Shelly 30 (laughs) is it really 30 I think it is yeah pretty well wow okay so since really since I started hooking rugs and teaching you've been sort of here visiting the studio, coming to workshops. I know, I remember, I remember what I cooked for lunch at one of the workshops that you came to very early on. Oh um, yeah. We had a pork loin roast. It was just fun. Yes. Remember when we used, so to, good. we used to do those workshops in the, in the house, in the back end of my, my children used to have to clear out for the weekend with my husband and used to do it <laughs> the back end of the house. It was fun. First time I came to your house, actually, you were having a birthday party for someone. Yeah. And you said, oh, come anyway. So in I went, she said, oh, you said, go on upstairs and have a look. And I thought, oh, man, it's so hard to make a decision. No, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So tell me about uh, what you do creatively. Tell us, because I know that you are a rug hooker, but you are a lot of things. Yeah, I do. Uh, well, rug hooking for sure. I also make jewelry with work with leather and, and beading and I, I do a lot of bead work, but I mostly focus on jewelry. And I like I sew occasionally and I just like to put her in a few different things. And I know Deanne always said, don't don't get too distracted. Stay with one art because you'll but I find it's an exploration of color and medium because yeah. really anyone you can have a a pattern from anybody and it's really just the drawing and it's how you fill it in and create depth and contrast that makes the difference Mm -hmm. so I think I get attracted to beadwork and sewing fabrics and things because of working with color in different ways yeah that makes perfect sense I think it's good to get a little bit distracted you know I think it's fine I think that one one medium feeds another I just think it's really good if you love one thing to really nurture it like which you do I know that right and I used to I love to draw yeah and I used to do acrylics and I used to do not watercolor don't not too key on that but I found I like textiles because you can move them and make more mistakes than you can make in a painting for me other people my sister's a watercolorist and she wouldn't agree with me, but yeah, that's my. Experience. I, I, I see what you're saying, though. Like rug hooking, it's. I always think of it as a really forgiving craft. There's a lot of room, like to to make an error, and then you don't have to undo everything, or you don't ruin everything when you make a mistake. Yeah, I, I knit too, but that's one where you kind of note where the mistakes are and go back to them later and be real clever about how you fix them. Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to tear everything out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, tell me what you love about rug hooking. Oh, you always love the next project. You're working on one and you're thinking of the next one. Yeah. And I I do, I love that working with texture and playing with color to create contrast and just how one thing can look so different if you did it twice. I I don't do many things twice. Yeah. 
but um, I just like working with the color and seeing what's going to happen when you lay them against each other and textures. And I like dyeing wool too, of course. Mm -hmm. And you do dye wool a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 And how do you balance, like, I know you have a great love for the craft. So how do you balance it? Because you, you are a teacher, you're a full-time teacher at a community college. Yeah. Well, I, I think you gave some advice a long time ago, at least hook half an hour. So I try to do a little bit of something every day, just like fitness. I try to have a half hour of activity every day. So it's how you make space for you. Yeah, I found it really hard. You know, I teach online from home and I had to do it in my from my studio. And that was a huge sacrifice because yeah. then work creeps into your creative space, just like it's also my yoga space. It creeps into my my uh, that space as well. I think it's really important to take a time to just think about nothing, even for a little bit every day so that ideas can emerge. Yeah. And Sometimes I go to sleep with a, a something I want to solve and it's solved in the morning. <laughs> Meaning fun. like uh, you don't know what color to go next or what direction to take. Yeah, or, or the shape. Am I happy with the shape or do I need to change that shape? Yeah. And yeah. sometimes there's times where you just say, ah, this isn't speaking to me. I'm going to do it differently. I mean, I had a big rug one time and I ended up chopping it up and making purses and pillows instead. <laughs> and a chair pad. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like sometimes it's just, it's, it's just not going in your favor and you're not favoring it. And it's just like, there are pieces you just have to let go. And I know that piece in particular, there was a piece of wool I loved and I wanted to do something with it and it didn't go how I'd hoped. Maybe because I use pink and I don't like pink, but who knows? It just, yeah. So, uh, but I do like the idea of picking up a piece of wool and, and starting from that point. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't color plan. I don't get all the colors together. And, you know, if I have to die or I go digging around and my, I have a burn, not a, a mini burn full of wool, yeah. <laughs> wool all over the place. But I, I just, I, I'm not good at, and I'm known for dragging huge quantities of wool. If I go to a hook in or a course, because well, you never know. Yeah, I might want to go in that direction. <laughs> you uh, tell so tell me your process. Tell me, tell me. Say you're starting with a pattern. Where do where do you begin? What what do you do? Well, I think I start with the the easiest solvable problem first. Okay, so it gets me going, and then I start to work from there. And you know, I never ever end where I begin because I change everything. Yeah, even like your your uh, winter course, I looked at yeah. it and I thought, oh well, if I'm doing that, then I'm going to do this and this, and I'm thinking, well, that's not the course; that's some ideas I have. <laughs> that's okay too. I encourage. I mean, I encourage that really. And I'm in, in, that. and in terms of my own designs, it takes. I'm not fast. It, I was thinking about the other day. It takes me at least three weeks to come up with a design. I come oh. up with an image I want to work with, and then I start thinking about stories about the image and and start yeah. sketching it and it kind of grows but I am not fast at no. it but you get work done Shelly oh yeah it gets done for sure and I try not to have I don't like having more than one or two projects on the go right because then you lose your focus because you really have to concentrate like right now I'm work finishing up a 
project I started in the spring, which I can't seem to solve. And it was from a course I took. Right. And I'm still not happy with it. And sometimes you have to look at a lot of pictures. Like this is a eagle's eye. No, owl eye. In between that, I hooked an owl that I didn't like, but yeah. <laughs> I sold I don't I don't know if I sold it yet, but my sister, I said, it looks comic. I don't like, I wanted it to be more realistic. Yes. And so I didn't keep it. Because if you keep stuff you don't like, why are you looking at it? Unless you're going to chop it well, up. Well, you learn sometimes from your mistakes with it, I think, you know, but I think, I think it doesn't matter if you like it or, or don't like it. Someone else may love it. And so yeah. you let them go. And you do sell your work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, COVID's really had an impact on how much work is sold, but I certainly yeah. can't keep up yeah. with demand. I have a few pieces still in a gallery in Newfoundland, but everything Good. around here I had sold. Good. I, I think you shouldn't, it's really important not to design or make anything because you're thinking of who's going to buy it. Yeah. That's a really bad direction to go in. Yeah. I have a friend who's a very talented artist. And I say, you know, her most beautiful work was the work she just decided to paint. Yeah. Where she paints all these, you know, pictures of touristy boats and fishing villages. And I said, why are you doing that? It's not your best work. I'm because I can say that to her. She's a good, yeah. friend. She's a good friend. She said, well, I got to make a living doing this. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you know what? I don't see, I didn't say this part to her. I didn't say, I don't see the passion. And yeah. that, I see the passion and the pieces that struck you and you did them like she did some stuff of cows and chickens that were not fishing boats and <laughs> that sort of thing. So uh, it, it, you're going to still create art, but there may not be the passion and the fun and the joy that if you're only doing it and hope someone might buy it mm -hmm. and commission work is that's I no i don't do that anymore it's not that's just no because somebody yeah. else is picking out the colors they want to match something and it's like my my sister sort of had the same experience with watercolors you know she yes. does a lot of work she has she's been quite successful but somebody wanted her to paint their their cottage and there's a skidoo in the front and she goes oh yeah i'll do the i'll do it but i'm not doing skidoos i don't do skidoos yeah yeah <laughs> so not in her wheelhouse or yeah. No, it wasn't how she interprets the world. And so I really noticed lately looking at people's work that they're doing for joy and the ones they're doing it because they need to make a living. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do have to make a living. That's true. But if, if at all possible, it should be something you, you're having fun with. Yeah. And yeah. I, I guess that's why a lot of people choose not to be full-time artists because they can make a living in a job that they enjoy, like teaching English at a community. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and balance and, and, you know, you, uh, you talk so fondly of your students and the people that you work with and the teaching that you do always, you have always spoken fondly about it. And um, so it's, it's a, it's a, it's a choice, isn't it? You can just have a job and work part-time uh, as an artist, or you can be a full-time artist and then, Sometimes you have to do so many things that become like a job rather than a passion or an art. Yeah, I mean, I started out wanting to just be an artist and my yeah. parents talked me out of that plan. And But my sister's 10 years younger and she went that way. And yeah, she starved sometimes. But yeah. uh, 
she's a different personality from me. So I, I like, I've always had an art that I was creating on the side and a company on the side and and I had work. I taught because I like writing too. So <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, you are. I think, Tell me um, about writing. What's tell us about your writing? How do you like my writing? Uh, I used to love doing feature stories. Now I teach writing and, and technical writing, so I don't do a lot of writing anymore. Yeah, I never wrote poetry. I got displaced in a workshop one time. <laughs> they were all poets. And I was like, well, I do technical writing. And I interview people and write about their lives. So it's not the, quite the same as poetry. It was an interesting, it was an interesting experience. The professor decided I should teach the spelling, punctuation, and grammar part of the course because, well, she's a poet. She didn't know. She said she didn't know much about it, but she did. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> writing is writing for you, even though you're teaching it. Is it still? Do you still see it as a creative act? I guess so. I've most of my writing has always been, like I say, feature stories about other people's lives and the process yeah. of talking to them and then writing about it. I always really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, I never thought about writing a novel or oh, well, I do think about it, but I, I think. Uh, I don't like to sit. <laughs> so at least with creating, you're using your hands. You're moving and using your hands. Yeah. And when you're writing, you're using a computer. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd ever go in that direction or not. Um, Probably not. How, how important is creativity in your life? That's an interesting question. I, I meet people and I have friends who are trying to be creative and can you try to be creative or do you just let it go and as ideas come to you, that's yeah. a good thing. But some people are obsessed with being able to call themselves creative and I think that's kind of sad because that's some kind of wasteful thinking. They're cluttering their mind with wanting to be somebody when just let it go. Like I, I've always had a million ideas. Right. That's all I can say. I'm not saying I'm creative either, but I'm always a million ideas a minute. I've known. I've worked in jobs where they said, "Call, describe me as, ask Shelly for an idea, and she'll give you about ten. And then if you come back in five minutes, she'll have ten completely different ideas." Yeah, and, and that's I, a very creative thing. I think to be able to generate ideas. Yeah, and then problem solving. I want to go back to, yeah, because art is about problem solving, isn't it? It really yeah, is. Yeah, it is. I want to go back to the thing that you said about cluttering your minds with the idea of being creative. I love what you said there, because I think you really hit a nail on the head there. I think it comes down to, instead of cluttering your mind with questions about whether or not I'm creative, it's really the act of doing something or making that makes us creatives it's not thinking about it but it's about no, doing it it's interpreting it yeah because uh and it'll change but if you think about going for a walk and and deliberately just not i mean i do a lot of yoga so i over the years of having done it since i was 15 you, you kind of understand that idea of letting ideas come to you and they flow over you and and you're just accepting them and letting them pass through yeah and not questioning them very much and that's how you receive your ideas yeah they just come sometimes i write them down but i often notice an idea is recurring mm -hmm. for example 
we we painted the walls there a while ago and then we decided to put the paintings back up yeah. <laughs> that's another whole story so i didn't say a word i just let them go for it but anyway uh there was a painting that i very very attached to it's seagull sitting on a sign that says no parking it's, yeah. it's an original i own the painting a friend of mine painted it and i then i started to think about wow i wonder why i'm so attached to that painting yeah and then I thought, I'm going to talk to my friend and say, can I, could I use, I'm seeing images of that. It's a seagull yeah. doing other things and being other places. And I'm thinking, if I love that so much, I think I'd like to hook it. Right. And the other thing with that painting is I don't think it's finished. She just has a different style, right? Yeah. And to me, I want to get a paintbrush in there and add some stuff to it. <laughs> but I, I love the bird. I love the shape of that bird. Right. So then I started over the last few days thinking about where would I go with that. So once I talked to her and say, can I use the shape of yeah. the bird? Yeah. I mean, it, I don't think that the shape of a bird is necessarily copyrighted, but I want to be respectful to the artist. Of course. And then you and, do your own thing with it. That's how art yeah. develops, right? So I just start with the symbol and I keep thinking about it. It'll take a long time before anything emerges. Yes. Just like I have another idea that I want to do something. Let's start with the fiber though, because this was that one of the bulky fibers that you used in a project. And it was, I think for the waves. And I thought I bought it and I looked at it and I thought, no, that looks like pebbles. And I'd really like to do a shoreline mm -hmm. somehow. And then two of my students are doing research on, I'll make it real simple. What do you find in the seaweed when you're, they're analyzing what washes up on the shore. Right. And it's called rack. So now I'm thinking, oh, that's really cool. I can't wait to see what they find out. And then maybe that will connect with that fiber that I'm thinking of doing a piece about the shore and what washes up. And that kind of connects to creativity because you got to be open to what washes up in your mind I guess <laughs> yes I like that you got to be open to what washes up in your mind I also think the first thing that occurred to me as you were talking there was will the seagull show up in this might his feet might or something yeah yeah something <laughs> he might like but they're, they're they seem connected but I love how you described how things came together because I think that's I think that's how style develops is that the when the different elements of our lives connect, right? So yeah. you're, you're teaching writing, uh, your students are studying uh, oceanography perhaps, or, you know- Natural resources. Natural resources. <laughs> yeah. okay. And, and uh, you, you collect art, you have some original art. And mm -hmm. so that's thinking into you, you know? And um, the walls got painted, repainted a different color. So you probably started to see that painting differently. And so all of these aspects all are coming together. And I think that they can only converge in a certain way because you are you and you have this life, right? Yeah. You have this mind and the waves wash ashore in your mind in a certain way. And I find that really interesting. And I think just like a creativity people then start to when they start creating worrying about a distinctive style and it's the mm. same as you can't rush either one no and we can't help by being influenced by other people's work because i definitely was in i love your work i will always buy your patterns because there's something it says to me it's a starting point for something and then i i just uh yeah i i love it that you see a pattern like that 
that you just see a pattern as a starting point for something. You don't see a pattern as definitively this or that. You see a pattern as being a hundred different things, which is yeah. really. And I, I, it reminded me of a class we did on your living room floor. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the girls, I, I can draw, yeah, I can. And the girls, the other women were wanting me to draw their shapes. And I'm thinking, you should try and do it yourself because it's only an outline. Yeah, and you're going to fill it in and make it into something else. But for the people, some people really do need the shape to start. Mm -hmm. It gives them some confidence. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all those ones that we did, we did somebody had and you it was I think it was your course where you talked about having a story and interpreting into a rug. Okay. That was great yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't think of all the courses that you've taken over the years. I've like, taken almost all, <laughs> which is great. Thank you very much. But yeah, I don't feel like when I look at your work, I don't feel like it's heavily influenced by my work. Do you know what I mean? Like you have your own distinctive ideas and style and the way you do yeah. very much Shelly Withers. And I think that makes me happy because you're learning and you're um, adapting and changing and you're always incorporating it into Shelly, which is... Yeah. That's how you get to be your own artist, you know. And I really love the uh, Thursdays. I, I'm always working. I can't. I always watch them later. Yeah. And I feel yeah. bad because I didn't. I wasn't there. But I, I oh, am there. I just at a different time. But I just yeah. love watching. It's mostly the color stuff. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exploring the color. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Live has been great for me because it's just helps me connect with people. I love it. You know. And People really need it right now. People are so isolated. And when you think about your groups of women, usually sometimes men that you get together and hook with, that sharing of perspectives yeah. about color and how you're doing. And if you're with a, a group, like I do have a group of five, there's five of us yes. that share ideas. We're very respectful of each other. And we never say you should do this because no. that will make, for me, it makes me do something else. I don't want to hear that. I want to yeah. hear what if you added that color there? We spend a lot of our time, what ifs, and then we die wolf for each other and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're good to each other, right? You're community. Oh, yeah. 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 Thank yeah. God. Because people are so isolated right now. It's really... Are you still meeting over Zoom or able to get together through the pandemic or? Oh, yeah, we kind of persevered, not at the moment because one person's away and people yeah. have older family, like you have to be really careful. Right. So we haven't, but we text constantly. We share a lot of visuals with each other yeah. and we always know what each other's doing and what colors they need. And yeah. Tell me how that group developed, Shelly, because that's. I mean, I think a lot of people want that. Yeah, that was pure luck because mm -hmm. I've known those women a long time. One woman, but always through one woman and I are very, very good friends. We met because of Padula, which is a thousand years ago, a listserv. Yeah. Yeah. And so a, a mutual friend introduced us. And then we took a course at Her Carol Harvey Clark. She's since passed away, but a wonderful, wonderful teacher. Wow. Who I miss, you know, Carol, I, I live quite close to where in Mahone, near Mahone Bay. And so I would just drop in and throw a rug on the floor and we'd look at the color. Yeah. That's what I, I and I so miss her. Yeah. She is a beautiful so we met. Yeah. We met through 
that. And then the other women have passed through my life because of hooking. We'd yeah. taken a course or knew each other. And then eventually they decided that the four of them went to a workshop. And I was saying to my friend Mary that I really missed the connection. I didn't like these rug cooking groups. They were more about gossip. I'm not interested. Mm -hmm. I wanted a group that was committed to um, creativity. And, and uh, Doris Eaton, I was with her group, the, the zebras there. What were we called? Not polka dot zebras. No gossip going on there. Yeah. No. They were, they no, were absolutely no. not. A no. lot of those women are no longer with us, but intellectually they were so stimulating. No, it, we never talked about, we talked about design and color. Yeah. And that's what we did, but I had to work for a living. And so I didn't, wasn't able to keep with the group, but um, uh, now I don't know how I got on that one, but this group is similar to that in that no. that's, and we do other silly stuff because you have to do silly stuff. <laughs> I don't know it's just it's just very fortunate that one of the girls we took a class um with you <laughs> we laugh about it all the time because we stayed at a bed and breakfast and this baby cried all night and then we went to the workshop and the mother was there and we felt so bad <laughs> so anyway <laughs> the baby cried all night so you uh started this group is you've been in this group for how long I think it's uh it's, it's at least two years maybe three great yeah. and, and we just sort of started saying okay we're going to get together these and you kind of created some boundaries really there wasn't a, it was about this and it wasn't about this and it wasn't gossip based or or um like you sort of put your limits to know what you're focusing on yeah well you know what it was interesting we didn't even have to do that because we all are coming from the same place yeah we, oh, we just talk about not wanting to do the gossip thing and and it's about pursuing the art yeah and getting some feedback i think a lot of it's just being able to throw stuff on the floor just like i used to do at carol harvey yeah. clark's and she just knew how to give me feedback and that's what this group is uh, is and I think you need feedback I mean it it really gives you different perspectives yeah and you learn to be respectful <laughs> yeah 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 and not pushing someone in a direction but just letting them sort of suggesting giving them a few options and letting them choose their own way really oh, and yes, not expecting them to choose what you think might be great because you know. I won't go somewhere if somebody tells me you have to do this. This mm -hmm. is what's wrong with your rug. <laughs> no. And I may not be as confident in other places in life if someone said that to me. But when you're creating art, you're on a journey and it would be a, a shame to kind of disrupt it because somebody else's personality was stuck in your rug. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a very private thing, isn't it? Like making. Yeah. It's very like you you know you want to share it and you do it you do it to share but the making of it itself is really it's i guess it's the one place where it gets to be all about you where you have control and you make all the decisions and you know like even in a i know like even in your home you're considering other people the other people who live there when you're choosing the color or do you, you know like uh, but in your rug you can just uh you can just really truly be yourself in the making of it. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of thing, you know? 
interestingly enough, I'm a terrible decorator. I was thinking about that because your home's so beautiful. And I always thought, oh, it's so tranquil and the colors and it's so cozy. And then I go home. I was in another, the times that I went to your house, I was in a different space and a different kind of life. But even in my little house that we have here, I don't think too much about um, decorating. I'm not very good at it. And you know what? I'm one of those people. I always take a course. And I took a course from a designer and didn't speak to me. <laughs> didn't speak. Isn't it interesting? So it doesn't go in every, yeah, you don't carry that. No. You don't carry that nurturing in every part of your life. It's really about rug hooking for you for the but, most part. Yeah, but you know, we we have rent, we've uh, landscaped very carefully and in an environmentally appropriate way our whole, whole property. And I love the garden. Yeah. But I interior decorating is not my thing. And yeah, so it's everything. <laughs> find our space. I know exactly. I do. I do love nurturing my home, and I do fiddle with it a lot. It is like. It is for me like it's just like making another kind of art and and I guess we find our ways but I don't do any beadwork and I don't do any leather work and I'm a terrible gardener so you know we're not all going to be we just find our little way right you know yeah and then, then I was thinking about how much I love to get like clothes I've always loved you clothing love and jewelry yeah. so the fun of getting up every day and and making an outfit and going somewhere <laughs> Sounds yeah, really kind of fluffy, but again, it's about colors. So how does all that color coordinate, and what does it say? And yeah, yeah. It's so I do it with that. It is. It is another fabric. It's another fabric. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I yeah. love talking to you today about your creativity. It was really lovely to, to oh, think about. Thank you. It was great fun. How much you've grown in your creativity? Like I just see it over thirty years. You know that, and that. The thing that I really admire about you is that you have never once wavered where it wasn't an important part of your life. You've always known that that's an important part of your life and you've always nurtured it. And I think um, that really adds to a life. And I, I'm so, you know, I'm, I guess I, I just think that that must have really enriched your life as a whole. Oh, yes. And it's uh, therapeutic. Mm -hmm. it, it gets you through, right? Yep. And it's an escape. And if you can't do it full time, then it's an outlet. Mm -hmm. And and I guess the, it's nice when you just do it for the sake of exploring ideas and color instead of making something to sell somebody because yep. you need to. So, yeah, I think and I think in terms of style is it's like I said, it's like creativity. You'll you grow into it, and you have to let go of trying to make it happen at a certain time. But yeah, I need that creativity. I need that outlet because I'm really hyper, which you probably figured out from all the things I do. <laughs> yeah, oh. you're hyper, but you're <laughs> very calm. I mean, I, I never think of you as hyper. I think of you as a as calm, actually. So that's interesting. I, you maybe the creativity must and the yoga must be adding. I find you have calm presence when you're around. You get so, a lot so of every, I, I get described that way a lot, but I have my mind is so active always always ideas or thinking yeah. oh what should i do next like so full of ideas so mm -hmm. yeah oh well, well i'm glad a, there's a calm exterior <laughs> there's a, that's a very fortunate thing to be full of ideas shelly so if people want to find you or see your work how do they do that 
Well, I guess I'd have to email me because I don't keep a website or no. I keep pictures of my work, but I, I don't have a website or anything like that. Okay. So, so what gallery, uh, what galleries do you sell your work at? In Newfoundland. Oh dear. Um, her name is Hervé Manuel. She's a, 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 a glass artist. Yes. And I think, well, it's in Grossmorn. In Okay. Yeah. So I have a few pieces there and I often have pieces at Jenny Jib. Yeah, I know I sell them faster than I can make them. So Good. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. And my jewelry is at Sprig in Mahone Bay. Mahone Bay. And I haven't really been pushing it all that much. I, yeah, it's the times, right? It, yes, I, this I is know. the kind of time that says, well, just make and create and experiment because, you know, we're not going to make the big sales that we used to do at the moment. So, right. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty well. I have it. And I can't remember. That's terrible. I don't remember the name of Hervé's um, art gallery. That's terrible. <laughs> okay. All right. Shelly, thanks for talking with us today and about your creativity, about style, and about just uh, being committed. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. So this podcast was brought to you by hookingrugs.com. Today, I talked to Shelly Withers, and we had a great conversation. See you later. Thank you for listening to Create Beauty Every Day. The podcast was brought to you by hookingrugs.com. Be sure to go over to hookingrugs.com and learn all about how you can create beauty every day.